Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Today I'm running solo. That's right, it's the genius himself today. You got to listen to my mind, my uh, input. Um, don't have Chris to kind of bounce things off of back and forth. So hopefully I can get you on the right track. Hopefully we start, we've helped you guys start off 2-0, 1-1, whatever it is that uh, kind of put you on, the, on, the, on the, the correct path. If you started off 0-2, don't panic. We can get you back on the right track. If you've not checked out our website for our Mastermind Chat, having some great conversations there um, with the people that are involved with the Mastermind Chat right now, we have weekly, full season, monthly packages available for that. I think it's very uh, definitely something that you want to take a look at, especially if you want to have that one-on-one access with myself. You have a question on fantasy. You have a question on trading, whether it be uh, roster moves, whether it be buying low, selling high, whatever it is for fantasy football to make your team better. That's what Mastermind Chat's going to be all about. You ask the question, within 24 hours, I'll get back to you. Most likely within a couple hours, we'll get back to you on, 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 your, on your question, kind of get you on the right path, how to make your team better. If you have a question on DFS, same thing. If you have a question on DFS, we can talk it out. Got to stick that to uh, our Mastermind. Got to protect our customers that are, that are paying for the Mastermind. So a lot of that question you guys are answering on Instagram that are not part of the Mastermind Chat. I hate to do it, but I got to be um, more more involved with the mastermind chat so I got to answer those questions first before I get to anything on Instagram. So a lot of times I can't get to your questions. Doesn't mean I'm ignoring you. I'm just having to concentrate much more on mastermind. So definitely check out mastermind. I think it's something that was very um, helpful for most of you guys out there if you have any questions for your season long or DFS um, teams. Let's continue to dominate those leagues. Love hearing the feedback, how I'm helping you guys win on a weekly basis, the ones that have helped last, last year win your championships. We're not starting stopping there. We're going to do it every week. We're going to continue making you a better team, make, make your team a better roster, help you bring home those trophies, make you a better DFS owner. And that's what Mastermind Chat and our package are all about, making you a better owner moving forward and better DFS player moving forward. If you've not followed us over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And over on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. And as, our, as always, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Trying to make you guys a better player. At, like, like we talked about, we have, uh, we have our DFS and season-long packages up and going, ready to go. Um, putting out articles on a, week, on a daily basis up there. Getting ready to finish up my week three breakdown that goes up for the DFS and season-long own, uh, members there. Going to finish that up likely tonight and have that up by Saturday morning. Like I said, every day we're putting something out, something new for the premium articles. And hope you guys are enjoying them, those of you that are a part of the package. And if you have not there, definitely check it out. Weekly and full season package available. Also, as we talked about Mastermind, I think that's going to be very important for a lot of people out there. I think it's something you want to definitely take a look at. Something that we tried this year. And so far with the, with the feedback that we're getting back from you guys, you do like it, the ones that have already signed up for it. I definitely think it's worthwhile to have that uh, me in your back pocket to kind of talk things through to figure out which is the best way to go to make your team better. We have weekly, monthly, full Full season packages available for the Mastermind chat. Any questions you guys have, definitely drop us a note on Instagram, and we'll get those questions answered. Uh, um, to kind of, if you're on the fence on whether or not to sign up for Mastermind or the articles, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of help you kind of make that decision and get you put on the premium um, uh, memberships there on uh, for the genius there, make you part of our genius mob. 
Today's podcast, we're going to break down, we're going to talk about last night's game, Tennessee, Jacksonville, talk about what happened there, talk about some big duds that I think that coming into the year I was high on, starting to lose a little faith in those players. I'm not going to lose it completely faith yet, but I am starting to kind of wonder if this is not the year for some of those players. So we'll talk about that. We'll also break down game by game this upcoming weekend, what's going to happen for each game, who are we looking at for DFS, for season long. Um, GPPs, all that kind of good stuff. And I'll kind of give you my breakdown as well if I think it's going to win it. If you're in those pick and pulls, that kind of helps you as well, kind of the idea of which way I'm leading for the direction. And again, this article, it goes into full uh, detail if you're part of our premium season-long or DFS. So if you want more detail on what these games are, I do have that article up on Saturday by Saturday mornings on a weekly basis for both the DFS and season-long members of that packages. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right on into the podcast and talk about what happened last night in Thursday Night Football, Tennessee and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kind of a snooze fest, really. If, if, if you like defensive games, it was definitely worth it. These Thursday night games we have seen in the past, they are kind of tough to watch. They're tough on the eyes at times. Outside of a, a defensive manhandling by the Jacksonville Jaguars and really the Tennessee Titans as well, it was really a defensive struggle. Not much got um, uh, Minshew got, had, had a nice stat. Um, we, we, we got a, a, a nice stat from DJ Shark. Do, 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 do. Um, if, if, if you don't know what that song is, uh, good for you. Because if you have kids, you definitely know what that song is. It's a very popular kid, song with the kids. But anyways, moving forward, DJ Shark looked nice. Minshew looked nice. Other than that, it wasn't really a, a big game for offensive players. Outside of a bomb to get inside the, the red zone, Derrick Henry really didn't do anything. Uh, that bomb put, put, put him in prime possession to get a touchdown, got in the end zone early uh, from inside the one-yard line. So without that play, without the penalty, Derrick Henry would have had probably a, uh, um, a uh, pretty rough night. Leonard Fournette outside of a 69-yard run. I was completely wrong on Fournette. I thought last night was going to be a night. Yes, I know Tennessee has a very good run defense, but I thought this was going to be a game that they want to get Fournette running. The guy does not have it right now. I mean, defenses are loading the box. I was very high on Fournette coming into the season. But it does not look like Leonard Fournette is the guy right now, especially when they're loading the box with eight, nine players in the box, and they're putting uh, singling up on the outside. Jacksonville has got to do a better job in the passing game to kind of open up the middle for Fournette. I'm not giving up on him right now. I still think he is a, a pretty decent buy low but I am starting to lose confidence of him p- picking up moving forward. Now that we're three weeks in the season, he has done much. Without that 69-yard run last night, um, his stats would have been in the negatives for rushing. Yes, he is getting more involved in the passing game, but if you're a Fournette owner, you've got to feel a little frustrating on what's happening so far. D.D. Westbrook, another player that I think was I, I was very high on coming into the season, dropped three balls last night, one including one was a touchdown, had it in his hand, should have caught it, would have made his night a much better night for D.D. Westbrook. I'm starting to lose a lot of faith in D.D. Westbrook as well. The, the drops are starting to compile up. If those continue to go on, they're not going to move to him. D.J. Shark is showing that he is the number one option for Minshew. He got Marquise Lee coming back. Um, things are not looking good for D.D. right now. I think of the two that I was high on, D.D. and Leonard Fournette, I'm still am on Fournette, I, but I'm starting to lose faith more and more in uh, D.D. moving forward. But I, like I said, I think the, uh, West, Fournette I'm sorry, is still – a buy low candidate if you are looking to buy a player that might be able to help you down the road, but he's definitely not a player you want to trust on a weekly basis on your fantasy teams. Um, moving on to the games on Sunday, upcoming weekend, uh, we'll start off with the Broncos at the Packers. Broncos coming off of two losses, one against the Raiders, one against the Bears. Last week, they definitely should have probably won that game. Bad call at the end of the game, long field goal, put the Bears in the, in, in the, in the winner's seat, the driver's seat for that game. 
Tough loss for the Broncos. Packers themselves are, are looking solid. Much improved defense that I thought was going to be that way coming into the season. I talked about how their defense was going to be much, much improved from the over was last year. Aaron Rodgers and company on the offensive side of the ball is still trying to figure out what kind of offense they're going to run this year with new coaching staff. Sounds like they're going to be doing a more of a split series with a split uh, carries with an Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Do not like that at all. I, I think Aaron Jones is the better back of the two. I think eventually they will realize this, like the old coaching staff took forever to figure it out. I just hope it find, they find it out much earlier than they, the other coaching staff did. Jones is the more dynamic player. Jones is the better player between the two. He needs to get the ball more often. I still do think Aaron Jones is somewhat of a buy low, but it's kind of scary hearing that the coaching staff wants to kind of split the carries between the two running backs there in Green Bay. We saw last week uh, Jimmy Graham was not a factor in the, in the passing game after a big week one. I think we're going to see much more of week two instead of week one for Jimmy Graham. This offense is going to be Devonta Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Jamar Geronimo Allison. I don't think we're going to see much of Jimmy Graham moving forward, but the Broncos do kind of give up big, decent games to the, the tight end position, so we could see a much better game for Graham um, this week. So I do like Graham um, for this week, but not long-term for the season. I think both defenses are, are, are going to be in play for this game. Obviously, the Broncos' offense is kind of struggling. Packers do give up a lot of sacks, and the Broncos have not shown that they can get to the quarterback just yet. The lone team without a sack, I think it changes this week. I think both defenses, the Packers and the Broncos, are decent plays in both season-long and DFS. If I'm looking at player, my favorite player in the game, <clears throat> i got to think, obviously, it's going to be Devontae Adams. Um, I know he's probably going to be locked up with Chris Harris, but Devontae Adams is a special player. I think he's going to be a player that we're going to be see uh, continue to get moving on after that bad week one. We saw last week get, to, get the, um, the receptions. Need to get him in the box, um, score a few times, and I think that happens this week. I love Adams this week, um, and obviously moving forward, if someone still does, if someone is still panicking on Adams because he hasn't shown that big game yet, definitely think Adams is a player that you want to definitely buy if the owner is willing to sell. Um, even at, at fair value, I think Adams is a player I want moving forward in, in the season long. I have the Green Bay Packers barely edging out the Broncos 24-20. to Give me the Packers at home as the Broncos start out 0-3 and the Packers start out 3-0. Next up, we have the Bengals at Bills. Bills are kind of a, uh, um, a surprising 2-0. Bengals are about what we expected 0-2 at this point. Bills look good. Josh Allen, J John Brown, I think that combination is going to be one of the ones that we're going to look at throughout the season. Much uh, A very good combination. Josh Allen has... Uh, uh, blow up potential every week. I think he can be a, a slate breaker on a weekly basis. A lot of people don't like to go to him just because they have other options that they like. But uh, Josh Allen's a very good quarterback, especially um, for fantasy. The way he uses his legs, the way he uses his arms, he can get you points multiple ways. I love the Josh Allen to John Brown connection this week. And I think we do start to see Joe Mixon kind of break out of his funk early. I think a lot of it had to do with injury. Obviously missed most of the game in week one. Came back last week, and I think he was dinged up and kind of showed it last week. I think the Bengals finally get Mixon going. I think he does kind of have that big game this week against the Bills. But then again, I thought that was for Fournette, so take it how you will in that game there. I like the Buffalo Bills to beat the Cincinnati Bengals and the Bills to start off an impressive 3-0 in the AFC East. Obviously, they're not going to win the division. A team in that division named the New England Patriots is obviously going to take that division, but it's nice to see the Buffalo Bills starting off hot. Miami Dolphins at Dallas Cowboys. Last week, the Dolphins got shellacked um, by the New England Patriots. Same thing's going to happen this week. I have the Dallas Cowboys destroying the Dolphins. This, the Dolphins are a team that's going to be rebuilding. We're going to see plenty of trades from this team. 
I do not like the Dolphins at all this year for fantasy. I think most of their players are, are going to be on benches no matter what. And then a lot of teams are going to see them uh, get dropped. They just don't have much on offense. And I think a lot of their players that they actually do have offense are going to ask for trades. Do not like any of the Dolphins um, against the Cowboys. And I love almost everybody on the D Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, Jason Witten, and the defense are all in play for me. I have the Cowboys 37 37-6 uh, uh, beating the D Miami Dolphins. Atlanta Falcons at the Colts. Um, coming into the season, we thought the Colts were going to be a Super Bowl caliber roster with Andrew Luck, with him um, retiring a couple weeks before the season. I was one that was kind of looking at the Colts, th thinking that maybe the, the season's going to be a lost cause. This team's going to have a hard time um, putting it together on a weekly basis with their starting quarterback uh, retiring just a couple weeks before the season. But Jacoby Brissett's actually pr looked pretty decent. T.Y. Hilton looked good. Marlon Max looks good. This entire team has looked pretty good. Defense is a, an underrated defense there in Indianapolis. But I like the Falcons over the Colts this week. I think the Falcons are a better offense. I think they are uh, they're, they're more they have a, a better weapon on the offside side of the ball. I think Julio Jones is going to have a nice game. I like Dev uh, Devontae Freeman to have a little better game. I think he's much more of a GPP play. But I do also like some plays over there on the Colts as well. The Falcons don't have a great defense, so you can play your Brissettes and GPPs. I like Marlon Mack um, uh, if he if he can play. T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell for a deep t deep GPP flyer for uh, Campbell. I like a lot of players in this game. I like the Falcons to win a close one at Indianapolis this weekend. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Chiefs. This game by far is going to be the most interesting game. Two high-powered offenses. In years past, we've seen this Ravens team play much more of a defensive, defensive game, uh, count on the ground game, don't do much with the passing game. That's, the, that's in years past. This team is putting up plenty of, of, of uh, stats. This team is putting up plenty of plays, moving at a high pace. We know what the Chiefs can do on offense. I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think both offenses are going to pretty much get what they want. If the Ravens are going to win the game, they're going to have to do it on the ground with Mark Ingram, with Lamar Jackson. Um, they're, they're not going to be able to stop the Chiefs. So the only way you're going to be able to stop the Chiefs, I think, is by keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Which team is going to start out 3-0? I like the Chiefs in this game. There's just too many uh, weapons over there on the Chiefs' offense. This week, I think it's going to be much more of a Kelsey game. Last week, it was a, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Demarcus Robinson game. Could be a McCole Hardman. Could be a Sammy Watkins. There's tons of talent on that offense, but I think this week's going to be a Travis Kelsey game. Love the Kelsey and um, uh, Patrick Mahomes combination. It sounds like uh, Damian Williams is out, but LaShawn McCoy was able to practice, so it sounds like McCoy is going to be able to go. If that's the case, I did like a deep, deep flyer for Daryl Williams with a lot of people going to Thompson, but if McCoy can go, I do not like Daryl Williams anymore, but I stu do still like Darwin Thompson. We can see him getting looks, so I, I kind of look at Darwin Thompson more of like my Daryl Williams with a lot of people likely jumping off of Darwin Thompson. I think he, uh, he, he's still a nice play, but with McCoy back, possibly being able to play, a lot of people are going to jump off of the Darwin Thompson uh, train. That's kind of why I like Daryl Williams because if, if, if no Williams and no McCoy, Darwin Thompson is going to be very popular. That's how I like to zig without with everybody else zagging and go Daryl Williams. But now Daryl Williams is a non-factor unless we hear that McCoy is not going to play, but it sounds like he is going to play. Um, so that just puts me on McCoy and Thompson for the Chiefs running game. I have the Chiefs in a close game beating the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. High scoring, very fun game to watch if you like offensive firepower. Oakland Raiders at the Minnesota Vikings. 
Raiders have come into the year, kind of looked decent on in week one. Last week, they kind of got destroyed in the second quarter against Kansas City Chiefs. That, that can happen to anybody. The Chiefs can score at will any time of time. Um, I do not like the Raiders this, this year. I thought they were going to be a struggling offense, and I think that's going to happen this year, this week, especially going up to get the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Vikings have a very good defense, very good at home. One thing that I have noticed in coming into the season, I was not very high on the, the Minnesota passing game. We've seen that through th- two weeks. This, game, this team wants to run the ball with Dalvin Cook, and if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy for an entire season, he's going to be right up there with the elite of the elite's running backs. But I still do kind of fear with his running, uh, with his injury history. I still do want to make sure I do uh, keep Madison on my on my bench for a stash if I have the spot. But Dalvin Cook looks fantastic. I love him this week against the Oakland Raiders. I like the GP. I like a GPP, a GPP play of the passing game for Minnesota. A lot of teams might be looking to, to to jump ship on that passing game, but we are going to see a couple of those smash spots for Kirk Cousins and company. I think it can happen this week. The Raiders can be thrown on. Maybe we see Cook kind of get. Uh, uh, they start stacking the box a little more for Cook. That's going to open up things a little more for Kirk Cousins and company. But I only like him for GPPs. I do not like him for cash games on in DFS. And I'm not really sold on Diggs as a starter. And season-long league just because I think, like I said, I think this, this, this team wants to run the ball much more, and it's going to kind of keep uh, both Thielen and Diggs down a little bit. But I do like Thielen a little more in PPR over Diggs. Give me Thielen uh, over Diggs this week, but I do kind of like the passing game for Minnesota as a GPP flyer in DFS. Give me the Falcons to beat the Raiders at home in front of the home crowd. New York Jets at New England Patriots. Patriots coming off that monster win, um, really back-to-back, dominating fashions, destroying the Pittsburgh Steelers, following that up by absolutely manhandling the Miami Dolphins, which most teams are going to do this year. The Patriots have given up a total of three points. I don't see much, uh, much more coming out of this game. The Jets do not have much on offense outside of Le'Veon Bell. They're missing Sam Darnold. Now they don't have the backup um, Trevor Simeon after he, uh, with the ankle injury. It looked like he popped his ankle completely off last in the Monday night game. Um, he's out for the season. I like everybody and all players on the New England Patriots. I'm likely going to stick Josh Gordon just to GPPs, but I love Tom Brady, love Sonny Michelle, James White, Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, and the New England defense. Give me the Patriots in the absolutely blowout again. Three straight blowouts for the Patriots to start the 2019 season. Kind of starting to become unfair what the Patriots are able to do. And uh, when, when they're able to add a player like Antonio Brown, just comes even more of a dominating team in season long and, and NFL um, overall in general. Detroit Lions, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, last week we saw the Eagles lose the late game on a late Julio Jones touchdown. I think they bounced back nicely in this game. But I love a lot of spots on, this, on both sides of the ball for the offense. The Detroit Lions are in a great spot against the Eagles. Wide receiver ones have absolutely destroyed the Eagles secondary. That brings in Mr. Kenny Galladay. Absolutely love Galladay this week. I think he has top 10 um, given, but I think he has top five upside at wide receiver. Absolutely love Galladay. Likely going to have a lot of shares of him in DFS, and if you have him in season long, he is definitely worth the start. Going to be possibly one of the better wide receivers this week. Wide receiver wants to destroy the Eagles in years past, and I, and I see the same thing happening with Galladay. As for the Eagles, I think a sneaky GPP option is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. With all the injuries at wide receiver, I do think that they're, starting, they're going to start to get the ball to J.J. A.W., um, we're going to see a lot more coming at him in, in the past. He's a big physical receiver. Sounds like he is working with the number ones over there in, in Philadelphia. The rookie is going to get much more looks off and on. I love J.J. this week in GPPs as a flyer. 
obviously PPR leagues, you like Nelson Aguilar. With, like I said, with the injuries at wide receiver, they have to have a player step up. And we know Aguilar in the past can step up, and he can be a, a nice option in PPR leagues. I do like Aguilar for PPR leagues this week. Love Zach Ertz. Love Carson Wentz. I'm even, uh, I'm even high on Matthew Stafford, on Johnson, to go along with Kenny, and Doll- Kenny Galladay. I think Marvin Jones is much more of a, um, a GPP play for me, but I think you can start anybody on the D- Detroit Lions and Philadelphia Eagles position players this week in fantasy. Give me the Eagles by a touchdown over the Detroit Lions. Carolina Panthers at Arizona Cardinals. My take on this game was going to be whether or not Cam Newton can go or not. Sounds like he is not going to be able to go. That's going to put in... Uh, um, the backup there in um, in uh, Kyle Allen. Don't know much about Kyle Allen personally, but if you're taking Cam Newton out of the game, um, you got to take a hit on the offense there in Carolina. But then again, has Cam Newton done much this year in the first place? Not really. So how much different is this offense going to look? I think the, Card- uh, the Cardinals are going to be able to kind of get that first victory this this week. Love Kyler Murray, love David Johnson, um, love Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, all the options there in, in, on offense. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to put a lot of uh, plays, obviously, on the board against Carolina. And the, the Panthers, I think uh, DJ Moore and Samuel are much more of a GPP play with uh, Cam Newton now. We just don't know what kind of player um, Allen is as a quarterback there in Carolina. I think Christian McCaffrey is a play no matter what, just because of what he can do um, as a runner and a pass catcher. I like the Cardinals to beat the Carolina Panthers this week um, in a pretty close game between the two. Excuse me. Next up, the Giants at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New quarterback, it's Danny Dimes time for the New York Giants. The Giants have sat down Eli Manning. How is Danny Dimes going to do? How is Daniel Jones going to take the pressure of playing in front of New York, one of the, uh, the, the hardest places to play in front of? The fans there could be tough. Um, but I think Danny, uh, Daniel Jones is going to have a nice, a nice game this week. I think going against, going against Tampa Bay is the right plus spot to start your NFL career. Buccaneers do have a pretty bad defense, do have a pretty bad secondary. I like uh, Daniel Jones as a, as a GPP option this week. I don't think we can trust him, obviously, in season long just yet. He can still have those bad games. He is a rookie. Um, We've got to see what he's going to do. I think Winston gets back on track for the Buccaneers, and I think Mike Evans is going to have a blow-up game. If you listened to me earlier, he was my buy-low poster child. If you listen to me and were able to get Mike Evans on a cheap, I think he's going to pay off this week. I love Mike Evans this week. I also think we're going to get O.J. Howard finally involved, and we've seen Chris Godwin uh, break out last week and kind of get back on, this, on, the, on, on the track again. But I think the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers passing game is going to finally show what people, uh, people that have backed them, like myself, we're going to show you what kind of uh, upside this team can have if they can't do it against the Giants. Maybe the season is lost for this Tampa Bay team. And if you are a member, uh, if you are a member of Team Tampa Bay passing game this year, if they can't do it against the Giants, it's going to be a long year for you, including myself, because I am very high on the passing game for the Buccaneers. I love a lot of players. Obviously, talked about all the Tampa Bay sides, but um, with Daniel Jones, I think it's going to make Saquon Barkley better, Sterling Shepard better, and Evan Ingram better. I think at this time in their careers, Eli Manning is about done. His career is on the, on the tail end of his NFL career where Daniel Jones is at the beginning of his career. I think Jones is a decent quarterback, and I think he's going to make all those players a little better with him in the lineup. But I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win one of the, most, one of the highest scoring games of the weekend um, over the Giants this week in uh, week three. Next up, we have the Houston Texans at the Chargers. 
my opinion, this game can go one of two different ways. Both defenses can kind of step up and play decent defense, kind of like we saw last week with Houston winning a close game on a uh, defensive struggle kind of thing. We saw week one, they had the, the shootout on, uh, against the Saints in week one. My opinion, if it's a defensive game, it's going to go to the Chargers. If it's an offensive game, it's going to go to the Texans. I think this is much more of an offensive showing. The Texans have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Deshaun Watson, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, just to name a few. The offense is loaded there. Their defense is kind of uh, not as good as it has been in years past. I think this is much more of a Hyde game over Duke Johnson game. Love DeAndre Hopkins. I think this is the game that we have to be careful with Will Fuller. I think Fuller can struggle against the Chargers' pass defense. Um, I absolutely love Watson. Uh, as for the Chargers, I think Rivers is much more of a GPP play, but I love Eckler, love Keenan Allen, and I think Mike Williams is a solid GPP option as well. Give me the Texans over the Chargers in a fairly offensive showing there in uh, the, the Los Angeles um, Charger game. Next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers at San Francisco 49ers. The Steelers look to possibly maybe start their era without Ben Rosberg. you got to wonder if he's going to be able to come back from this recent injury, suffer that elbow injury. Now it's going to be time for Mason Rudolph to kind of step in and see if he's going to be the franchise quarterback of this team. I think Rudolph is a player that I'm actually going to keep a, a really good eye on. I, think, I, I liked him coming out of college. I think he can keep this team kind of in the same path where they are. Personally, I think Big Ben might be done. His career may be, uh, may be over, but it sounds like he's not going to need uh, Tommy John surgery, so that may keep him uh, be able to think that he can play again next year. But if Rudolph can come in and play the way that I think he might be able to play this year, he may be able to say, you know what, Big Ben, this team's mine. I'm going to move forward. I do like Rudolph this year to pick up and, and season long, just kind of a stash if you have the roster spot. Um, the offense there, Juju Smith-Schuster, he has a teammate in James Washington. I think Washington's a, another stash player you want to kind of look at, maybe stashing on your team. Former college teammates, I think we're going to see much more out of Washington with Rudolph as a quarterback. Uh, same thing with McDonald. I think McDonald's going to do more with Ru Rudolph at quarterback as well. I think the only thing that, that, that we may see uh, kind of maybe not as much is maybe we see a little drop-off in James Conner and Juju just because they're going to get more involved with Washington and McDonald. But I still do like all parties there in Pittsburgh. The change of quarterback does not take me off anybody. As for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's a safe play this year, this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like Debo Samuel and Marquez Goodman as GPP options. And obviously George Kittle and Matt Breda are uh, viable in all formats this week. But I do like the passing game a little more than the running game on both sides of the ball for the Steelers. 49ers, give me the 49ers in a close game for their first home game of the 2019 season this year. Next up, we have the Saints at the Seahawks. Tough break for the Saints, losing Drew Brees for about six weeks. We don't really know what they're going to do. Are they going to go Teddy Bridgewater? Are they going to go Tyson Hill? If you're playing DFS, you might want to take a look at Tyson Hill. Very cheap. And he's going to go very under-owned because he's, we, we don't know who's going to be starting quarterback there. I might guess it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater, but we're going to see a lot of different packages. We know they do, they do like Hill packages for that offense. I think we're going to see much more of those Tyson Hill, Tyson Hill packages. I kind of like a shot or two of Taysom Hill and GPPs, especially those big tournaments like the Millionaire Maker, just in case he gets a couple touchdowns, a couple extra packages that kind of go his way. As for the uh, entire offense, I don't think I, I think people are worrying a little too much about the Saints offense. Kamara, Michael Thomas, they're still going to get theirs. If you find the owner kind of panicking because no Drew Brees, definitely swoop in and take those players at a cheaper version, especially if they're wor uh, worrying about production. They're going to be fine moving forward. 
As for the Seahawks, I think we can trust, uh, obviously, uh, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett. Chris Carson's uh, with the football issue, issue and the yards per carry, kind of low yards per carry, maybe start to see much more of a Rashard Penny. And coming into the season, I was much higher on Penny over Carson. I think we start to see more of a 50-50 split between the two running backs. And right now, I think I'd rather have Penny as a stash than having Carson as my starting running back in fantasy. Give me the Seahawks in a pretty close game, closer than people think with the Saints not having Drew Brees. Give me the Seahawks at home over the Saints. Next up, we have the Rams and the Browns Sunday night football. Browns looked nice, but it was against the uh, New York Jets. People are still a little worried about that offense there. Um, this week, I think we can see a down game. So if you are high on the Browns defense, I mean Browns offense, and we do see a, a down game, you could possibly maybe still get those, some of those players at the buy low because I think we're going to see the Rams kind of have a pretty good defensive game against the Browns. I also think we're going to see much more of uh, Todd Gurley. I think Gurley is a, another player that I think I'm going to keep my eye on to see what kind of work he's going to get moving forward. Last week he, get, he looked nice. Second half of the first game he got much more of the action. But remember that first half it was much more of Malcolm Brown also got in the end zone uh, for the Rams over Todd Gurley. But I think moving forward I think Todd Gurley is going to be fine. Is he an, uh, an RB1? Maybe not. Maybe he's much more of an RB2. But I think uh, Gurley owners shouldn't panic just yet with Todd Gurley. I like the Rams to beat the Browns this week in, uh, in uh, week three. Bears, Redskins close out week one. Well, I'm sorry, week three on Monday night. Bears off the uh, come from behind. I mean, the, the last second field goal against the Denver Broncos after they gave up the touchdown late in the game. They came back and uh, with a couple of night, couple of calls going their way, they were able to get the victory to get their first win on the year. Uh, I think it was a big win for the Bears, especially a team that had championship caliber expectations. Big win for the Bears. You don't want to start 0-2 when you have uh, the championship game in your in your eyesight. I like the Bears. Um, I really don't like a whole lot of options outside of David Montgomery in this game. Um, don't like a lot of players on Washington just because of how good the Bears' defense is. But outside of David Montgomery and the Bears' defense, I'm not too sold on too much in this game. Give me the Bears in a fairly easy game for them to win against the Redskins. That'll do it in week three. I think there's some really good games. If I had to pick between all the different games, I think we're going to see, obviously, shootouts in Baltimore, Kansas City. I think the... Cincinnati-Buffalo game can be a sneaky shootout. I also think the Detroit-Philadelphia can be a shootout. And I also think, obviously, Carolina-Arizona can be a shootout. And I think we're going to see a lot of points in that Giants-Tamp Bay game. That might be one of my favorite games to target this week. With a lot of people maybe going Baltimore-Kansas City, I'm going to go with the Giants-Tamp Bay. A lot of people still are not sold on Tamp Bay's passing game. I think we see that getting going. And if you can get them for lowly owned, and especially in like GPP tournaments this year in DFS, with a lot of people going Baltimore-Kansas City, and maybe we see a much more of a defensive game in that Baltimore-Kansas City game. I don't see it happening, but we can hope. And if you you go with another route that just helps you in uh in those gpps having lower owned players that'll do it on today's podcast hope you guys had a great day hope you guys have a fantastic weekend hope you guys get those w's if you, and again remember if you have not followed us over on twitter we are at fan sports genius over on instagram we are at fantasy football underscore genius underscore and our website www.fantasyfootballgenius.com we have our dfs and season-long packages available both weekly and full season packages available Articles going up on a daily basis over there for both those uh, packages. We also have our mastermind um, chat, weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. One-on-one access with yours truly. If you have a question on DFS, I'll get back to you within 24 hours, most likely within a couple hours, uh, the way it's been recently. But within 24 hours, I'll get back to you. We'll chat it out. We'll figure out a way to make your team better. Check it out. The weekly, monthly, and full season packages available for that. Have a great day, and let's dominate those leagues. Go get that W.